You are listening to the Real Estate Proverbs Podcast with host Kevin Jefferson. This is the number one podcast for African-American real estate professionals who are doing extraordinary things. It's time to tune in. And now, your host, the people's lender, Kevin Jefferson. Kevin Jefferson. Welcome to the Real Estate Proverbs Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Jefferson. Today, we have a special guest. How you doing, Miss Wanda? I am fabulous and amazing. <laughs> fabulous and amazing. Faith in real estate. Tell us about faith in real estate. Okay. Um, first of all, thank you for having me, Kevin, the people's lender. Um, faith in real estate is it's my brand. Um, it's actually a trademark that I, I got registered last year. And basically it is uh me the giving me the opportunity to do marketplace ministry um as far as real estate of course i'm a real estate agent and even though i'm an agent i like to include god in it like to include my faith in god and if possible when i'm encountering other people to let them see god and everything that i do so that's that's faith in real estate to sum it up (laughs) that's awesome that's awesome so um in terms of real estate, how did you get into real estate? Um, let's see. Well, I got into it kind of, it, it sounds kind of quirky, but I just liked looking at houses, um, driving by, looking at houses, wanting to see them, looking online. And one day I just woke up and said, I think I'm going to get my real estate license. And that was four years ago. Wow. What were you doing prior to being an agent? Prior to being an agent, I was in human resources. I worked for Sears in a corporate office for 12 years. And um, I'm going to tell you, Kevin, they came in one day and they said uh, they called everybody in the middle of the office. Might have been about 700 employees and said, y'all losing your job. We outsourcing it to India. And I remember that day clearly looking over at one of my coworkers, me and him was standing there and we was like, yes. <laughs> we don't like this job anyway. <laughs> yes. In the midst of people crying, you know, I was excited because I've always had a, a heart to be an entrepreneur. So that was my doorway. And um, after that, I opened my own coaching business in 2008. So I'm now a coach for agents. So I'm able to implement the coaching into my real estate business. Okay. What type of coach were you? Um, coaching, business, personal, um, because I'm a minister of the gospel, it kind of goes into different areas. I may have had a client that wanted to write their first book, or I may have had a couple that wanted, you know, coaching to grow their marriage. So it just depends. But pretty much because my heart is for entrepreneurs and to see people pursue their God-given passion, pretty much coaching for businesses. Gotcha. In in terms of um, your real estate business, what is your uh, niche? Well, my niche is currently listings, but uh, to break it down even further, probate is my niche. Okay. To those who don't know, can you explain to us what probate is? So probate is when one of our loved ones passes away and they did not have a trust. And I want to make sure I say that because a lot of people think that If your loved one has, or you, if you have a will, that you don't have to go through probate. And that's not true. So probate is anyone that passes away, 
if they have any assets remaining, any financial obligation, then that person will have to go through the probate process. And so the way that works with me as a realtor, that person now needs to sell their home. And so they need to hire me to help them with that process. Okay. So at what point does the person have the ability to sell the home? Um, Well, that's going to be different for everybody because everyone's situation is different. Um, Let's say someone passes away. Let's say their mother passes away, but the mother gives the house to, leaves the house to three children, but two of the children want to sell and one doesn't. (laughs) So that gets a little complicated. So there's no quick answer to that. The probate process could take a while, um, especially now during COVID, because if you get a judge involved, I have a client right now, we're waiting for the final approval to sell his home. And we thought we would have it last week, but we found out all the judges are in a big conference somewhere. So it just depends. Every situation is going to be different. But I will say this, probate, and I'm here at my desk. I like to tell people probate is like this, Kevin. <laughs> oh, yes. That's how long it's going to take. Wow. Yes. So, what, so with that said, anyone that's watching, you want to make sure you have a trust in place and not just a will. And definitely not, no, don't be in a situation where you don't have even a will. And we know that. We live in a day and time where people do that. So um, I always had this conception of what I seen, saw on TV where everybody comes to the attorney's office. We're sitting at the table and the attorney re- is reading the will. Is that how it really is? Oh, no, 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 no. That's TV. That's TV. No. And depending on, like I said, every situation is different, depending on what the will said, depending on whether or not everyone can agree. Guess what? Depending on whether or not you can even find the people that are listed in the will, depending on whether or not the people that are listed in the will are even still alive. That's a whole nother, you know, a whole nother situation. But yeah, it, it is not that simple. It would go through the courts. Gotcha. How did you get into targeting probates? Um, Very interesting because I've been a realtor for four years. And my first year I worked for a builder. I sat on site. And my first day there, Kevin, I said, I'm only going to do this a year. Um, My desire was just to get the um, experience so that I could better serve my clients. And so I worked there for a year. And then I transitioned to being a buyer's agent. And then January of last year, I switched my focus to listing, but I wanted to narrow it down even more. And I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. One minute, I wanted to do short sales. One minute, I wanted to do REOs. Uh, One minute, I wanted to target people that's getting a divorce and need to sell their house. And so I just really prayed. And I ended up having a client that hired me to list his house. And he um, we put it on the market. And in this market, houses, depending on the price point, can sell really quickly. We put it on the market that weekend. We had 14 showings and one day and we had eight offers. It went under contract that Friday, that Sunday, I received a phone call late one night, right after midnight. And it was the police. And, to, and the police said, hi, are you Wanda Langley? And I said, yes. They said, we're here at your client's house and we want to, um, we need you to come to the house and open the door for us because your client has a brother that lives in another state 
and his brother speaks to him every day and he hasn't spoken to your client in two days. And so the police said, well, you come here and open the door. And mind you, it's after midnight. And so I got up and I told the police, of course, I'll do it. You know, I want to make sure my client is okay. And the thing about it, I knew his brother because my client was elderly. And I had spoken to his brother a few times because sometimes my client would have a problem signing um, the paperwork electronically. So he would have to help him. And so anyway, that night I went to his house and when we got there, um, it didn't even occur to me that the super boxes, you know, the boxes, I guess people don't know what super boxes are, but these are the little blue boxes that allow the realtor to go into the home. It didn't even occur to me that at midnight at night, the super boxes won't open. They shut off at a certain time. And so, and I wasn't thinking that, you know, I just got in my car and said, let me go, you know, to my client's house. And the police ended up saying, okay, well, we were trying not to do this. We're going to uh, go through the window. And so I stood outside and I waited for the police to go on the side of the house, to go into the window. And I could see them. I'm standing outside now. And they didn't turn the lights on. And I could see the flashlights when it hit each window, watching them. And my heart's beating. I'm standing outside by myself. You might, I was thinking, Lord, am I in a Lifetime movie or what? <laughs> and so long story short, they went in the house and they discovered that my client was not alive. And, you know, that just broke my heart. I remember Kevin, when the police officer opened the front door, I stood there and I looked at him and he didn't say anything. And I said, I said, was the man in there? And he said, yes. And I said, was, is he alive? And he didn't answer because, you know, they have to tell the next of kin first. First. So I might have been a little sad puppy walking to my car. And that was confirmation to me to do probate because I'm still working with that same client. It has been over a year. Um, I've learned so much about the probate process. And now to be honest with you, I'm saying to God, I was like, okay, Lord, you want me to do probate because you show me a different way. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Yes. So that's how I ended up doing probate. Yes. Gotcha. What are a few challenges you run into when uh, working with probate uh, clients? Um, the number one challenge, of course, is working with someone that's grieving, because even in this this situation, the brother came to town the next day, of course, because his, you know, his, my client had passed away. And I was the one that was there to um, open the door for him so that he could go into the home because he didn't even have, you know, a key to his brother's house. So that's the biggest challenge. Um, first of all, just working with people that are grieving, having compassion for them, being patient. Um, another challenge is that the probate process is long. Um, this particular client, like I said, it's been a year. So it takes a lot of patience. Um, that's the challenge, I would say. Yes. Um, no hiccups in the process. How long are you looking at? Mm, it depends on the county. Okay. Even here, I'm in Georgia. Some counties are take longer than others. Um, DeKalb County is slower. They have a reputation for being slower. Fulton County is slower. And I don't know if maybe that's because they're a larger county. Um, but I would say on a good day, maybe six months would be. Six months. 
the time frame. Does every county have a different process or is it just because, like you said, some counties are larger than others? Um, the process should be the same because the paperwork is the same. Even um, all of the paperwork that they fill out, that's Georgia probate paperwork. So the okay. process itself should still be the same. Yes. Okay. What do you need in order to, uh, once you have approval from the courts or whoever from the estate, what do you need as an agent to go ahead and list the property? We have to have what's called a petition for leave to sell that the judge has signed. Um, the closing attorney will not move forward without that. And of Can course, you? And of course, the death certificate. Okay. Can you list the property before you have that approval from the attorney? I mean, from the uh, the judge? Absolutely. You can list it um, as a realtor. I would definitely list it. And you want to let the buyer know, you know, what they're dealing with, that the process may take months. Um, in this market, um, we know because inventory is low, Kevin, they don't care. They don't care. These um, cash buyers are like, we'll wait it out. <laughs> just keep and me at the same price <laughs> and and that's the disadvantage to my client because you're locked in you know to that price on that contract but yeah we just keep extending the amendment we get like a week before if the judge hasn't approved it then we just extend it again mm -hmm. what made you figure out that you need to niche down so early in your career? Well, that's a good uh, that's a good question because as a coach, I see agents that want to be all over the place. And if I'm a new agent, of course, in your head, you're just happy to get commission. You don't care where it comes from. Let's keep it real. So if a buyer come to you, you want it. If a seller come to you, you want it. If it's commercial, you want it. However, I believe what was set us apart is to niche down because if you're really going to be an expert in an area, then you need to do your research in that field. And so me being a coach and teaching people that, that's what made me go ahead and just do that in my real estate business immediately. And, and what I think, Kevin, is that people think that even though I'm a listing agent and my niche is probate, I still have buyers. You know, I still have people that come to me that want to do commercial real estate and I refer it out. Um, but yeah, most definitely you, you have to niche down. You can't, you can't be everything to everybody. Gotcha. So if I am in the process of purchasing a home, how do I, and I know you're not an attorney, so disclaimer, Wanda's not an attorney. This is not legal advice. This right. is just her experience from being a probate agent, an agent who does probate listings. Um, if, if someone, if one of your clients purchases a home from you, what would be your advice to them in terms of getting their affairs in order in case they transition early? Mm, awesome. Um, I'm glad you asked that because when I talk to my clients, just because I like to educate people, I ask them, um, do you have life insurance? And I'm asking that in the buying process. And if they tell me, no, Kevin, I will actually say to them, you need to get some life insurance before you buy a house. Because to me, that's more important. Um, because we live in a world where people are doing GoFundMes left and right. And so um, if a person buys a house from me, I want to make sure that they have life insurance. 
And I want to make sure that they have a will in place, but preferably a trust in place. And I'm actually selling a client's house right now. They close next Tuesday. And they are an elderly couple. They, I think they may be about in their 70s. And in conversations with them in past, and Kevin, I've asked them, do you have a, you know, a will or trust in place? And they said no. And I broke it down to the husband. I said that now the, the property that I'm selling for them is in the husband's name. I broke it down to the husband to say that if something were to happen to you today, your wife and your kids are going to have to go through the Georgia court system. You don't want to do that. And so people think that they can't afford it because it does cost money to have the will done and to have the trust done. So I've told them, okay, when you sell this home, I highly suggest because now you have all this equity and you're going to get this big fat check. Take the time at that point to go ahead and have the trust done so that everything, your your affairs are being ordered. Wow. That makes a lot of sense. Um, how much does it typically cost to uh, have a will drafted up? Um, will and and you can. It's going to depend. Now again, disclaimer: I'm not an attorney because you probably could call ten attorneys' offices and they're going to give you different rates. Okay. The services they provide, and it's going to depend on the the each will is different. Okay. If I had a will, I have a daughter. I have two daughters. One is an adult and one is a child. So my will is going to look a little different because if I passed away, my 15-year-old, she can't do anything because of her age. Um, and then the will will be different because of the person's assets. So it's just every situation is going to be different. Um, I remember taking a class with one attorney and he made it. He said that um, he had two clients that are millionaires. And when he did the trust paperwork for each one, it was different because one had a child that's incarcerated. So the wording has to be different. Right. right. It's funny that you, not funny that you say that. Um, a case like that is an example that I use of why you would need to have title insurance. Because mm-hmm. let's say the buyer purchases the home and no one notified the party that was incarcerated. And then he or she comes home and finds out that a house that they had ownership to was sold and they don't have their signatures. They weren't aware of it and they had partial ownership to it and it wasn't brought up in title. They can file a claim for that property. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to the buyer, that title insurance policy covers the buyer and the lender. Because if it is true that he or she has had ownership to that property and wasn't notified or didn't receive their portion, the title insurance policy pays out that claim so it doesn't come from the buyer. So that's the importance of having buyer's title insurance policy and the lender because the person doing the title work is human and they're going to make a mistake. And it may not have been that transaction because they go back 60 years. So it could have happened 50 years ago. And then somebody stakes claim and say, hey, I was supposed to have part ownership. I didn't even know they sold the house. That is what title insurance covers. Wow. 
And, yep. and so, so look, so let me interview you now. <laughs> <laughs> so in, in cases like that, I'm a realtor. Okay. Of course, you just taught me something. And when my buyer, when I'm taking them out to show them the house, of course, I don't have that knowledge to tell them that. So how do we educate people on topics like that? Of course, they should subscribe to your channel. <laughs> they would get the education. <laughs> um, yeah. How do, how do we educate people on topics like that? Because we don't know. Right. So it, it's a conversation that I have with my clients when we go through uh, closing costs. They're going to ask, hey, um, you know, what's all included in closing costs? I just did it in the consultation today. Uh, I went through exactly what's included. And one thing that you can do is you can, as the buyer, exclude title insurance uh, for the bar, for the owner. Um, most attorneys offices do not. Um, they don't advise it. But if you do, you have the ability to come back and pick it up within 30 days. Sometimes it's waived because a person's short on closing costs. And that's one of those things you can get rid of. You know, yes, it may be five or six hundred bucks. But if you can't come up with another five, six hundred dollars, then that's something you can waive. But I, even if they waive it, because that's the only thing we can do to get the closing, I advise them to pick it up as soon as possible. And so do the attorney's office. But that's one of the last things that we we remove. Um, we try to figure out something because it's important. Um, something that I learned is once you do that, that title policy is only good for the title search that was done. So if something happened after you got it, it may not cover wow. because it was for that time period. That's what an attorney explained to me. Uh, and to a client who is looking to uh, get rid of it. But we figured out um, how to keep that policy just for those cases. Like you talked about someone being incarcerated or maybe they were in the military overseas and just didn't come back until later on and found out that, you know, grandmama's house is gone. And I thought she left it to me. And then they start digging and researching. Wow. Um, but yeah, yep. That, that's the importance um, of title insurance. If someone is looking to get into being a probate, uh, an agent who specializes in probates, um, any additional advice that you would have for them? Because obviously everything, while it looks simple and easy, I'm sure there's things that we don't know that you had to go through in order to train, get training on this. If someone wants to, to get into it, I would say um, look into opportunities to educate yourself on the topic. And that's what I started doing. Um, my brokerage, I'm blessed to be an at an amazing brokerage. Um, they offer classes on probate and I've taken those classes. There's even an agent that's considered to be one of the top probate agents in Georgia. He has a course. I signed up for his course. Um, just educating yourself. Any chance you see anybody teaching anything on probate. And, and I'm that person, um, Kevin, that I'll grab my phone and I will Google probate attorneys in Georgia. I'll send them an email. I'll call them and say, hey, can you help me? Can you teach me something? You know, and you don't know until you ask. There are people out there that will give you information, you know, and that sets you apart from other agents. So absolutely. Just 
step out on faith and do it. Seek the knowledge is out there. Got you. Um, so with that being said, how if I if I have a property, I come to you as a buyer. Um, well, excuse me, I come to you as a seller, and I want to get the process started on selling the house. And I have I didn't even know I had to go to probate. How would you advise me to move forward? Um, I would get the property address from my client, and I would do my research first. Um, I can check the tax records to see who is listed. Um, I would ask them, you know, when your loved one passed away, you know, what happened? Did you ever go to probate court? Um, who all is listed on the property if they know? Um, and, it, and that's another thing, Kevin. If I have a property and you add people, because I don't know if people know, you can add people and they don't even know they're on the property. So that's a whole nother question, a whole nother question. But you want to just make sure that I can do my research on my end. Um, I can look at the deed. Because I'm a realtor, I can check the tax records. Um, even my client that has, if I have a probate case, I will call the county and say, hey, where are we in the process? And a lot of times the representative will say, and who are you? <laughs> and I say, I'm the realtor. You know, I'm not the person that's receiving the proceeds. I'm the realtor. So you just want to just ask questions, do your research. And it's important that I do that before I list the property because you don't want to be in a position where you're listing a property and that person doesn't have the right to sell it. Gotcha. Wow. Um, do you have a list of attorneys that people can go to? I do. And if they would like that list, they can reach out to me directly. Um, are you going to put like my contact information or you want me to just... It now. Yeah, we'll we'll have uh, your contact information in the show notes. Awesome. Yes. Yep. And uh, do you have a link or something for those attorneys' offices, or they just request it and you can send it to them? Um, they can request it, and then I can send them the list of attorneys. Okay. Yes. Okay. Cool. Cool. Let's uh let's talk about your amazing YouTube page. Okay. <laughs> Um, right. what is, how do, how do we get to your YouTube page? Um, my YouTube page is Wanda Rochelle probate real estate in Atlanta. Okay. Mm -hmm. And if we go to that page, what are we going to find? You're going to find, um, different topics related to probate. Of course. Um, my last video that I just did last week, interesting was about, um, the funeral home process. Because, of course, when people go through probate, you know, they may need a funeral home. Um, even this, the example that I gave my client whose uh, loved one lived in another state, when he came to town that next day, he asked me, I need a, real, uh, I need a um, funeral home in Atlanta. And I had to give him a list of them. And so my last video, I actually interviewed two funeral directors just to get input on how to how a person should select a funeral home. So you'll get videos like that. I did a video on um, how to select the beneficiaries for your life insurance policy. So as I grow the page, I'm going to be trying to make sure I educate people on the entire process in reference to probate. Awesome. For anyone who is interested in reaching out to you to learn more about the probate process, to get you to list their probate, 
if they're an agent and they want to figure out how they can get into that niche, how can you be reached? I can be reached via email and my email is Wanda Rochelle team and at gmail.com. Okay. Yes. And what about your social media? Social media. I'm Wanda Langley on uh, Facebook, Instagram. I will not rent. Um, TikTok, Wanda the Realtor. Uh, what other social media do we have? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can just give us Facebook and IG Facebook. and your YouTube, and that that's probably the big ones. Yes, yes. All right. So, Wanda, this has been great. Um, I've got some great insight on the process. Looking forward to uh, checking more out uh, on your YouTube page and learning more about the process. Uh, before we go, do you have a coaching program that people can learn about? I definitely have a coaching program for realtors. Um, they can reach me at the same information. Um, I love coaching realtors. My motto is Kevin, that I'm training realtors that will be 10 times better than the average agent. So yes, they can reach out to me for my coaching program. We do, um, we actually did a zoom on this past Monday night, um, the name of the class was So You Want to Quit Your Job and Be a Full-Time Realtor. And so it was an awesome class because some people get their real estate license and they, you know, they want to take that leap of faith to quit their job, but they don't know what to do. And so um, that's one entity of my coaching program. My daughter, who's 25 years old, who just became a real estate agent and just took that leap herself this past January, we actually taught the class together. So yes, absolutely. Anyone interested in coaching, feel free to reach out to me. Cool. 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 Hey, well, Wanda, thank you for your time. We appreciate it and have a great day. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you for listening and be sure to follow Kevin on Instagram at the people's lender. We'll see you here next time on real estate proverbs with Kevin Jefferson.